Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Gwyn, and the Insider Crew. Well, hello everyone and welcome to episode 74. We are at PCA's national headquarters. The table is mixed up a little bit. Of course, we have Manny to my left as opposed to normally on my right. Robert's always on the controls, but we have some special guests here that Manny scooped up from BWI Airport. Uh, these folks are from Porsche Cars North America, Atlanta home base, but longtime friends of PCA because we've known them and we talked about this earlier this morning. It's so cool to know how you guys have come up the PCA ladder or PCNA ladder, right? Um, so Manny, uh, first off, uh, I did send Manny to scoop you up at BWI. Ratings, Uber rating, how many stars? I mean, I'm giving it five stars. Five stars. I mean, it was it was it was polite. I it stayed was in the right lane. I didn't right? honk yes. at anybody. I mean, we have had reports, you know, before of his road rage. Yes. And so ho- it looks it's like he ma- road rage. Maybe, I guess he has fixed that because yes. you're giving him you know, five stars. He driver. was controlled. He kept the temperature at the right level. What? It was a clean car. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was because I cleaned it. <laughs> yeah, above and besides the fact that uh, you're. No wonder I can't never find a release on the trunk of your Cayenne because you got that camera, <laughs> aftermarket camera blocking. The, I, I, sh- I literally showed that to you yesterday to figure it yeah, out. It's got the check engine light. You turn the lights <laughs> on. It's got the headlight adjustment <laughs> yeah. light pump pumps up. Okay. So for those of you that are listening, what we did was I thought we should make sure we pick up our guests from Porsche in a Porsche. So Manny and I traded cars and it wasn't exactly an equal trade. He got my gorgeous 06 Titanium S, but I also got a beautiful car and uh, it's up on the screen here. And I took some glam shots of their beautiful <laughs> Chevy Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> and Manny, I have to say, Manny. And my wife has a uh, name I can't say on the uh, podcast, but it begins with S box. The S box. But <laughs> I, I, I think that name is too harsh for that vehicle because I thought it was a nice car. It is a very good. You drove it seven car. miles. Try driving it forty-five but, miles. But there's some way. characteristics of that car which I captured in photos for those of you that are uh, watching mm. on YouTube. So the dash. If you go to the dash, it has a very motorcycle-esque dash display with the RPMs and very basic instrumentation. I like that. Um, the mirrors adjust with the little joystick. It reminded mm-hmm. me of my Atari days. I thought and that it's was so cool. narrow. You can reach over and adjust the passenger <laughs> side. <laughs> and then, and then the, um, the windows have, you know, less things to go wrong because it's the manual crank window. The grandkids mm-hmm. love that, by the way. But the creme de la creme is when you go to Costco and you don't know where oh. to put your card, they actually have a yes. slot to put your card the on. GM engineers spent, actually, you know what that is? It's actually a Daewoo. That was rebadged as a Chevy. But it it distinctively has that Chevy smell because it smells sort of like my daughter's cruise and every other Chevrolet I've been into. Of defeat and failure? (laughs) 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 Anyways, thanks for picking them up and uh, thank you uh, to your wife for letting me borrow the the Sonic for a day. And, and, you know, before we get started with the Porsche stuff, I want to say I'm very proud of you. Proud of me. Yes, because Why? you're facing your fears. I uh I could never face my fears that I have about stuff, but you are just embracing it, you know, you just grabbing about? it by the uh, lapel. It head on. And uh mm-hmm. well, I mean yeah. well, I mean we're, you're staying in Monterey at the hotel, right? At the uh, you're not staying with us at the Hampton Inn. You're staying Oh, at we're staying the, at the golf course, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Have you don't know about this hotel, do you? Herman Hall? That's where we're saying? Yes. 
Okay. It's uh, so we found out that this hotel. Uh, don't even say it. Well, <laughs> don't we, even say so it. So I have this. I found this. Actually, Melanie found this. Melanie. Me. It's the Diocese of St. Petersburg. They do exorcisms. Here's the phone number. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we also got, uh, and this is real stuff here. This is a military. This is stuff. a bottle of holy water. You'll need it. Don't You'll drink it, it. From what we understand, uh, you spray it on whatever um, malevolent uh, uh, demon or spirit. Are you saying that there's ghosts at this place that we're staying at? You won't be lonely. <laughs> you will not. No, you're not. You're totally. So you have companionship. Uh, no. So I am serious. Uh, there was a, uh, a, a, a there was an Melanie. earthquake. There was an earthquake. And uh, a guy a guy went down to the lobby, and this is like in the 1900s, early 1900s. Yeah. And um, a chimney falls and kills his wife. So the ghost they've been seeing is this old guy looking for a way to get upstairs to see, get to his wife. Aww. And they've, uh, <clears throat> I think he's a nice guy. I think it's he may be an angry story. old man, but he has a great beard. Why are you telling me this now? Well, I, th- I thought you knew about this. I was very impressed that you... Uh... M- Melanie Williams. I'm going to get her into this room. <laughs> okay, so for those of you that don't know, I like to stay at chain hotels that are typically ghost-free, meaning <laughs> Hampton Inn, But Holiday didn't you have your Inn. ghost encounter at a Marriott? No, oh, no, it was at a Doubletree in New oh. Orleans. So uh, some of you might not believe in ghosts, but uh, I'm one that... Really believe in it because I wa- had one at the bottom of our bed in New Orleans. Anyways, some of our past EC members and some locations we've been to, anytime they bring up the word quaint, that equals has ghosts for me. That's a red flag. That's yeah. a red flag. Just give me, just give me a, a freshly built La Quinta. Like I'm totally fine with that. I don't need all the luxury. I don't need the artwork Unless from the it was 1900s. Built on in the burial ground. Then, okay. Uh, all right. So, so for Works Reunion Monterey this year, we're staying on base. One, it's a good price, but then also we don't have to travel. Some of us won't have to travel from Salinas to be there early in the morning. Great idea. Nowhere in this decision had anyone talked about the don't base you hotel. Google, don't you ever Google no, these hotels no. ahead of time? Because if see you what Google stuff into? like that, then all of a sudden my feed is going to be full of ghost stuff. So <laughs> no, I'm not going to Google it. Haven't you learned? You never Google stuff that you don't want. This is the most haunted place in Monterey. Shut up. Is I it am really? not lying. Yeah, I'm not lying. It is. Indeed. <laughs> Shush. At the naval base. That's well, it's the hotel on the naval oh, base. Yeah. Hotel, hotel Del Monte. Yeah. You get a free fruit cup every time <laughs> you check in. <laughs> <laughs> When they use words quaint, like quaint, boo, I'm surprised I you know. don't automatically call out like the no. ghost hunters or something. Well, that, that's, the, well, that's the thing is no one told me that this place was quaint. And now you're telling me because live on the podcast. Supposedly you see the four um, horsemen of the apocalypse too. Uh, so bonus. There you go. Well, it's a sweet story. You know, he's looking for his wife. It's not like he There's died a violent death. Or why do you, like why do you two know about this? Because uh, you guys talked about it on well, the way in. No, but this, this, this hotel is, is storied. I mean, everyone knows this, boo. Yeah. Melanie Williams, why did you put me in this hotel? But you're taking, uh, you're embracing your fear. Now I am, if you need some, uh, okay, I can give you some Catholic, uh, advice as far as prayers, uh, how many Hail Marys at least, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. the rosary, you have a rosary or not, I can bring a rosary in. Yeah. Here's the one thing I do have in my favor that I didn't have back in the day and it's probably oversharing. But what helps me put me to sleep nowadays is the white noise from my CPAP machine. <laughs> oh. Wow. Okay. So, so the I might CPAP be a- machine starts talking through the CPAP machine. Then I'm checking out. <laughs> okay. All right. Enough about making fun of me. 
and the ghost. So anyways, here's your holy water. Don't drink it. Remember, you splash it on oh my the God. person that you want. Melanie, I'm uh, I'm going to have to and have a Seriously, this is you. an exorcist, this number. And why do, you, why do you have this stuff, Manny? It's not for me. It's for you. <laughs> <laughs> the Hampton ain't got nothing. It's got a Starbucks next to it and free breakfast. My All right. Is, let's, where let's, did you find holy water? I, he, has, he has bottles of it. Oh, do you? Holy water is just, I think, regular water that's been plus, blessed by a priest. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Which so, you can get from Amazon, so, apparently. Yeah, you, you can use just a few drops. to <laughs> do the trick. Depending on the severity and what level of do demon I, do, it do is. Do like a couple of drops on like my neck and on, on you, like, my neck? No, you're, try, you're trying to get yeah. the demon away. You don't want to so encourage the demon to come to you. Sprinkle it about the room. You, yes. Look, you, you guys are getting up In the sign of a cross. No, stop. Okay, no more ghost I would suggest watching The Exorcist ahead of time. No, <laughs> learn, no, learn some no more ghost talk. I'm going to completely change direction, and before we're going to go into the ST. Okay, the big news this week is the ST, the car yes. that was a secret, not a secret, and it finally came out on Tuesday. And oh my gosh, it's it's changing kind of, the game. It's changing the game, and I love what I love, and it's it's a little bit of a. We know most of us in this room. Probably will never have this car. I think mm-hmm. most people that see or read about this car will never have this car. They weren't even thinking of buying well, this clarify, car. Let's clarify. Most of the cars that Porsche makes, we're never going to have. Right. Very true. But it's just so funny. It's an incredible car. But to hear like the side comments from the haters that have to say something negative about the car. Because, sure, I'm sure you were in line. Or I'm sure you were ready to put your deposit down. And there's they don't never make enough. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. All right. Forget all the negative stuff. And let's just focus on the fact that Porsche... Built a freaking crazy streetcar, lightweight GT3 RS mm-hmm. underpinnings, and mm-hmm. came out with a car that we all wanted. We always, we all said an ST would be awesome. They've never technically made an ST, right? No, this is the first time they've. Yeah. Uh, the name's always been around. Yeah, and yep. for those who don't know, it was basically in the uh, early seventies. Uh, they would uh, order a 911T because it was a lighter body. And then get the S uh, drivetrain and S mm-hmm. suspension, uh, and that's where the S slash T Sport Touring mm-hmm. comes into play, and that became like the racer's car. They put front flares on it. They could they could go bigger engine, like 100 cc bigger, I think. So they took the 2.4, made it 2.5. They could go wider in the front. It was basically a car that people went club racing with mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. sports car racing. Uh, so I think it's pretty cool that uh, Bruninger wanted to bring back the. Uh, the, the name, mon- yeah, the yeah mon- right, uh, and what a great way to celebrate sixty years of nine eleven. Hello, right, exactly. and it's a manual. Hello. It's a and manual. It's a manual. Yes. Yeah. Three yes. pedals, three yes. pedals in For a GT car, which about we haven't the, uh, seen in a while. And did you notice the um, the tachometer, sort of the homage and respect back to the the three five six and the green lines mm-hmm. and the RPMs? Like, there's so many Easter eggs mm-hmm. in this car, and I think if you know, again, some of these naysayers look at the individual things about what makes this car difference, and they don't understand that when you take all these individual Easter eggs or the changes that they've mm-hmm. done to this car and put them together, it makes a significant impact, right? And people say, oh, well, I can just get a GT3, or I can get, you know, what's it compared to a 911R, this, that, and the other. I mean, you could say that about any model Porsche makes. Like, you know, from one car to another, there isn't a significant jump but when you have all of these smaller tweaks like take the Carrera T's and the Macan T's when you take all these smaller tweaks you come up with a car that really has a significant different characteristic mm-hmm. right so kudos to them and I'm, I'm glad I, I because of 
timing wise, is it safe to say that we won't see it in Monterey, but we will see it at Rensport? Uh, yeah, I do think that's uh, that's probably fair to say. Okay, because yep. I'm thinking because I saw the Spider RS and the thank Michigan. God you're saying it because in my head I'm going, are we allowed to talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying confirm it officially. I'm just saying. And, and, and because I understand and respect your positions, if there's something on like we talk about today that you can't talk about, just pause. No worries. Yeah. Um, but I was just saying that because the Spider RS and the Mission X was at Goodwood. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been seen stateside. So I'm thinking that's what's going to be seen at Monterey this year. And you wouldn't want to bring those two and the ST because I think that'd be like kind of too much and one might overshadow right. the other. Yeah. And we're else better to show the 60th 9-11 than at Rensport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree that with you there. That was my reasoning for all that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely agree with you there. I mean, I think what um, we can certainly expect to see in uh, in Monterey this year is, uh, especially Quail, is telling more the story of the uh, the 718 GT story. Oh, right? okay. Yep. So, yep. Um, yeah, so we'll have a little bit of a focus there. Um, and then, of course, you know, we're going to have the new Cayenne will mm-hmm. be at the Porsche Zentrum. So that's going to be something new for people to look at. And then um, we'll be layering back onto our program this year for the first time since COVID, our test drive program. Oh, I was bringing so, it back. Okay. Yeah. So we'll be focusing um, solely on Tycon for uh, for that program. So there's going to be some some fun things to look at for sure. Yeah. And that's what uh, a lot of our members were wondering with, you know, uh, Monterey Car Week, you know, being an annual event. And then when a rent sport comes around, people say, oh, was that going to take away from monterey car week because you have to choose one or the other i think most of the diehards don't choose they're gonna yeah. come out and, come out and both. yeah i would and i would definitely say no i mean it yeah. doesn't take away mm. we we're gonna have so many cool things in store for you at Rensport oh. that i mean it, we it'll, had our we had our meeting yesterday in my head i'm thinking this is like a porsche lovers disney world it, yeah. it is there's it so is. much going is. on that one day really mm-hmm. it, I, I feel bad for the people that can just do one day yeah because yeah. there's gonna be yeah. so much to see and do every day yeah it's um it's better than fun. nothing but one day is not enough time no it's yeah. not and we've been very intentional this time around to yeah. really um focus on and and bring you know things to Rensport that appeal to people that are just the diehard motorsport fans but then even those that you know that aren't um, there's going to still be some fun and interesting things there to see. So, all right. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about mm-hmm. Rensport later, but let's go back to the ST. What, um, you know, we, we have a very close relationship with AG, with PCNA, mm-hmm. and sometimes, you know, in some of our meetings, you know, because we have signed NDAs and such that we do get somewhat of a preview of what's coming down the road. And, um, with this ST, we kind of knew, but it's never a hundred percent. What's it like to be, an employee and you guys are seeing strategies that are a decade out, right? And that's like when I find out stuff, like when I found about the ST, like I'm just holding one little secret mm-hmm. behind and waiting. And I don't even tell him because he's like the blabbermouth, right? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm the one. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys have so many things that you see behind the scenes. How, how is it just a normal now? Cause I mean, you know, I would say it's, um, for us, business as usual. There yeah. are so many things always coming um, because sometimes projects don't follow through. 
Uh, and sometimes yeah. they get canceled and yeah. or new projects come up all the time. So we're always kind of keeping our eyes out for those things. And, you know, we, it's nice to see the development of these projects, yeah. you know, and sometimes they just hit us from left field. We're like, what? You were working <laughs> yeah. on that? And so it's amazing. Yeah. You know, not a lot of people knew that Mission X was happening. Not right. a lot of people, you know, knew that um, some of the other projects that are in the works for 10 years out are happening and i would even i would probably even say too that you know a lot of times internally the teams that are directly related to or um you know working on product Mm -hmm. um they do a really good job of sort of holding you know their cards you know close Mm -hmm. to the chest and and not letting too much even get out internally um so you know even if we're sitting in on strategy or planning meetings and things of that nature uh, you know, we might be, you know, referring to, you know, GTXXX or, you know, whatever. Right. No, but we're not even, we don't talk naming well, a per- convention. A we perfect don't. example of that would be the classic club coop. Because yes. internally, not a lot of you guys knew because you're part, you were part of the right. project, mm-hmm. but a lot of the folks at PCNA didn't know th- about the classic club mm-hmm. coop. I remember right. when mm-hmm. the 60th club coop came Same out. thing. Yeah. Uh, PR was there and they were a little bit, uh, <laughs> well, I was going to say, <laughs> a little bit uh, concerned that yeah. they did not know what was going to be unveiled yeah. under mm-hmm. the covers. I thought, wow, if they don't know, they right. have really kept this a good secret. Oh, yeah. All absolutely. right. Well, l- let me, uh, we, of course, have to give you a proper introduction um, before we kind of get into how, <laughs> our relationship and such. So, Philip Moni, yes. Senior Manager Experiential Marketing, Kathy Lee. Porsche Club's North America manager. And I said it before is that we're so proud of both of you because you've kind of come up the ranks through PCNA. Um, Philip, I, my, my furthest memory of meeting you, uh, and I know you were at the San Diego parade, but mm-hmm. I don't think we interacted very much there, but I know we had a lot of interaction and a fun time at the 2008 Porsche parade, Charlotte. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk a little detail there in a second. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, for Kathy, I think 2017, was that your official start? Yes. So and that was I, sort of the same time as Paul Greger leaving and Mark Harston coming in. Correct. So I joined PCNA as an intern in 2017, but I was supporting um, Porsche Ultimate, which okay. is now a program that's obsolete. And I was also supporting um, Jeremy Lawley when he was the manager overseeing Porsche Track Experience in Birmingham. So I made a quick transition. I was on their team for a couple of months, and Mm -hmm. Aisha was like, you know what? We're going to keep you around a little longer, and when we do, we're going to move you over to support Mark Harston um, with clubs. And so I've just been in the club world since 2017. And shout out to Aisha Coker, because she's another one that we're very proud of. We, we, Aisha, if you're listening, we're so (laughs) proud of you. Like, I remember we were hustling at Porsche Plots, moving tables, Mm -hmm. and we were doing whatever it takes to make it happen. And again... You know, all of you are, are so proud. So back to Charlotte, the reason why I probably have the strongest memories of you is because Hans Peter Porsche mm-hmm. joined us mm-hmm. at Charlotte. Manny made it memorable because he had his like dramatic medical Toe heart attack. <laughs> Toe heart heart attack. attack. I remember that. You remember that? <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> that was the start of our parade. It is easy to get out of a meeting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we're, we're obviously big fans of, uh, Hans Peter Porsche and he's a, a close, uh, dear person to PCA, yeah. but he's also, you know, a dear friend for you. And yeah. he, I, I think even in the middle of meetings, he was like calling you out for stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He was always, you know, popping in and that sort of thing. And, um, 
like I was you know, saying earlier that I remember specifically when we were in one of our meetings in, um, I think it was San Diego. And uh, his this head like pops in the door and he's like pointing at me and I'm just like, okay, me, me. <laughs> Why you, and he's what motioning. Did I do? <laughs> yeah, he's like motioning, like, come on, come on. And literally pulls me out of the meeting and we go down the hall to the slot car room. <laughs> and we, that's more important. <laughs> and we race slot cars for like the next hour. Yeah. And I just, well, okay, you know, I mean. This, and that's, that's what's so cool about the family is yeah. yes, they have, they, you know, or they did, um, cause some of them kind of take a backseat role now, mm-hmm. but, um, they're, True enthusiasts, you know, and down to earth, down to earth, right? right? Very approachable. I think think Manny hustled Hans Peter Porsche at the (laughs) bar in Charlotte. Well, no, what happened was uh, we were watching the European Cup, I think, and we we meeting uh, Hans Peter and his little group of people were in front of us, and we just happened to be Mm -hmm. sitting at the bar. And uh, I'm not a soccer. I'll watch her. I watch American but football. But Hans Peter wasn't going to know this. But, uh, the, right. people, right. the guy that was with us sitting in our group knew a lot. So he's explaining to us. And he's explaining how this is uh, Argentina's uh, second uh, showing at this cup. And mm-hmm. it'd be really cool if they won because mm-hmm. Germany's won several times. Yeah. And I'm and a big Messi fan. I'm just saying. I think it might have mm-hmm. been before Messi. Yeah. Oh, really? Think. Uh, and uh, – uh, what am I saying? I don't know. He might have been on the same <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's trying to he's trying to hustle you guys now. Right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he uh, so Germany loses mm-hmm. and Argentina wins. And um, later that night, we're having a banquet and it's a buffet. So Hans Peter happens to be right next behind me in the buffet line. Mm-hmm. So I turn around and I said, uh, "Boy, I said that was a heartbreaker for Germany today." And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He says, uh, "But I'm very happy that Argentina won. Uh, it's their first time." And I turn around and go, no, it's actually their second. They won in 1961. And he, oh, pauses. So he, he states it like he's you know, a connoisseur. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, he, and he pauses and he goes, you're right. You're very knowledgeable. <laughs> I go, well, have a good dinner. And I walk away because I'm thinking if he asks me one more question, yeah. this is all I got. Yeah. <laughs> so oh I think God. to this day he thinks I'm a soccer connoisseur. Oh, I love that. That's Man, so he funny. does that in so many aspects of his life yeah. and not just that. That's just remember one thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> So so back back to the ST. What's it been like since the reveal of the car? I mean, it's a hundred uh, one thousand nine hundred sixty three units, I believe. Mm-hmm. You're Correct. bringing how yep. many allocations to give away at the PCA tent? All of them. <laughs> All, All right, them. there we go. <laughs> All of them. You heard it here. <laughs> uh, so how how is that to deal with? Because from like you you read things online and. And probably other podcasts as well. Oh, the you know they're only bringing one thousand nine hundred sixty-three units, or making them. Only so many are coming to the states. They're probably all sold. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Can you say? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that they're you know they're all sold, but um, there's you know, in- enough interest. It's going to be you know a, a hot car sought yeah. after, right? And there will always be more demand than we can fill. Yeah, um, that's a fact. So you know it'll just really it'll come down to um the you know the dealers working their own individual customer lists and you know with their customers to determine who you know it is that will get to purchase the vehicle and it's it's very i would say uh scientific or there's statistics and data as to how those allocations mm-hmm. are given out to dealers. Some people seem to think, oh, I just happen to have a great relationship. This dealer has a great relationship with PCNA or right. whatever, and they think that they can get more than others. But I got to imagine you can't do it that way. You have nope. to do it very fairly mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. dealers who are able to sell and who probably move 
the appropriate amount of volume, they're going to mm-hmm. get what is statistically correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would. I mean, that's absolutely correct. Right? I yep. mean, I mean, it is. You know, it's it's based on sales and you know share of nation and all other kinds of calculations yeah. that you know are um, you know implemented to to make it fair and, yeah. and equitable for all the dealers you know in the country. As an enthusiast, I, I just really appreciate the fact that the company comes out with these cars. Uh, like the Sport Classic. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they wanted to, they could just build 911s, regular S GTS for the rest of the year mm-hmm. and make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're, I think they're, knowing the people at Porsche that we know, they're enthusiasts too. So the fact they bring back the ST name, not just the name, but they live mm-hmm. up to what made the ST what it, special. What it stands for. Yeah, yeah. they make this yeah. uh, manually shifted uh, GT3 mm-hmm. RS. The Sport Classic, they create all new tooling yeah. so the rear fenders don't show into intakes. They relocate, all this stuff relocate. Mm-hmm. It's just not a, uh, we'll put pretty graphics on the car and, mm-hmm. uh, and put it as a special edition. They make these really special cars, mm-hmm. um, that, hey, if I get to see one in person, that's great. Um, I don't think I'm going to be lining up to buy one. Yeah. And I realize that, uh, people, there's people that get angry because they can't buy one, but that's what makes the car so desirable. So, Manny, I'm going to put you on the spot. For those that haven't read the press release or seen um, information on the ST, can you give us, like, just the key highlights about that car? Well, it's uh, it's in, in the, it's really like the GT3 RS Touring. Mm. Uh, so, they don't have a big wing. It's it's uh, similar to what they did with the Spider RS to the GT4 RS. Mm-hmm. GT4 RS made for the, for the, for the Euro track. The Spider made for the road. So, the suspension for the... Uh, Spider and for the um, ST. ST is more leaning towards uh, street, not so much heavy track. So you don't have that incredible amount of downforce that you have on the RS. But remember, that downforce in the RS is at top speed. Mm-hmm. And so you read all those thousands of pounds of downforce. That's at top speed. That's not going down the street to uh, pick up a gallon of milk. Um, so the, I think the uh, touring is going to become very popular because anyone who doesn't want to drive around with that says in the wing in the back of their car mm-hmm. um it, it's very uh, subtle and that's what makes the touring so special the biggest thing is that it's a manually shifted car mm-hmm. just like the sport classic it's an enthusiast car mm-hmm. so everyone who complains that the rs you can't shift here's a car mm-hmm. that you can shift and, and then if uh, not mistaken also shifting but then also Clutch and it's a uh, lightweight. lightweight we call it a lightweight clutch, which we assume is a lightweight flywheel. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sport Classic had that too, and I found that uh, very easy to maneuver. It's not like a racing clutch, right? Where you know it's, it's it spools up super fast, but it also comes back down. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, the Sport Classic that I drove was very very easy to drive mm-hmm. and uh, very pleasurable. A lot of fun on the uh, country roads. Uh, is it a track car? No, there's other cars that you would probably use for the track car. You could though, like yeah, any I mean, other Porsche, but yeah, for sure. pro- you probably but for have everyday driving. It's, um, I don't think you're going to notice one bit the downforce difference between that and the RS. The RS is an incredible car because they've essentially built a race car for the street. Yeah. I mean, the fact you can adjust all these dampers and mm-hmm. each corner on the fly, which mm-hmm. you can't even do in a cup car, it, to me, once again, shows the, uh, enthusiasts that are building these cars because mm-hmm. it'd be very easy not to do that and just to put a big wing and say okay this is an rs sure but they went to town and almost i know they haven't announced it but when they come out with the <laughs> gt2 rs which we know if we follow porsche's evolution that's going to come out at some point that's going <laughs> to be these two uh, are looking even... away we cannot confirm nor deny just blink <laughs> <laughs> ow no, why but... did you just kick me in the shin <laughs> but i think your point is great manny i mean it's it's the car i mean it was it 
it's a track capable car, but it was really built with the road in mind. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was really the intention behind it. So I think they did a, a fantastic job. I think job it's going to be a fun drive. I mean, I've, I've driven a GT3 RS. I've driven a GT2 RS and with PDK and they are spectacular, mm -hmm. but I can't imagine how fun and engaging rowing manual gears with that power plant on the street. Mm -hmm. That's and again, that might be seen. That's only one little change and people forget how much enjoyment that could possibly bring on the road. It's, and it's when different... was the last time we saw a, you know, a manual transmission in a, in a GT car? That... Well, the great thing is you don't have to buy a GT car to get a manual transmission. No. I had a member call up and say, I'm looking at uh, the Porsche's website. I want to buy a 911. I want to buy a base, but I can't get manual. Get the T. And I said, move over one to the T. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's like, what's that? I said, the T yeah. is an enthusiast car mm -hmm. that's manual. It's a yeah. base model, but it's manually shifted. Plus, it comes with other things. It's later weight. And uh, I think oh. it was like five hours later, he sent me a note saying, I just ordered one. Yeah. <laughs> because I didn't realize that there was a T, but thanks for telling me. Yeah. But, you know, so you don't have to spend GT3 RS money to get it manually shipped to 911, right. mm -hmm. which is something our friends in Marinello don't offer. Right. Well, everything's yes, uh, everything's automatic. Kudos or to Porsche. Clutch. I mean, if they, if they wanted life and business to be easier, it would be much easier to just offer PDK and sure. everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's one less stock keeping unit for transmission and um yeah but the, to find out not only do they obviously still make manual transmission cars but i'm happy to have heard that especially in the t's that the take rate for manuals mm -hmm. are still very very high, very high. Yeah. Yep. whereas other manufacturers they probably didn't have that take rate so they were like okay you know what we're just going to scrap the whole manual transmission program but diehards you know, mm -hmm. Porsche enthusiasts are still willing to buy. And that's how you vote. You vote yeah. with, you vote with your wallet. If you want manuals to survive, mm -hmm. you got to buy them. Right. And I think, uh, if you were just, you were just at the factory uh, last week, I don't think the factory floor is waiting for business. <laughs> no. They're, they're pretty busy. So it's not like Porsche is intentionally holding back production yeah. right. just to create a demand. Um, yeah. you know, uh, when, um, Volker, Head of Motorsports mm -hmm. for North America told us he has to beg for allocations. Yeah. Somebody didn't believe me and said, uh, I can't believe that. I'm like, no, I'm like, he's, mm -hmm. there's a long line. Yes. There's exclusive bars of people yeah. when they come out of a special, they're waiting for their turn. Mm -hmm. And you know, the, the line only can run so much. Yeah. And, and not only that, but supplies. Right. Cause, uh, like PTS and we love PTS. We love these mm -hmm. different colors. Uh, but I've had people say, well, I try to order it, but they said, because of supply, I can't order these colors. Yeah. And I said, stop. it makes Porsche just as frustrating as sure. it is for you because they come out with these colors, they do auto marketing, and then when they go to order, they find out because their suppliers can't supply that paint. Right. They can't uh, do it. And I have to also add, and this really irks me, they'll say, why does Porsche only build gray and black and you know white cars? <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. And I always say, that's people ordering it. Yes. People love colors. 100%. But right. when it comes to ordering some of these colors, they kind of like chicken out. Oh, yeah. Right. And Absolutely. they love to look at the cars with these yeah. colors. Yeah. Right. But yeah. um, when it comes to ordering uh, Ruby Neo Star or Neo, uh, they're not yeah. going to uh, get a... Uh, it comes down to when you put the wallet down. Right. Yeah. I think well, it also is like a lot of you know dealer stock, too. You, yeah. know, you mm -hmm. see black, white, silver, gray. Why? Because, because they're in the business of 
of having a product that uh, appeals to the widest yeah. array of potential customers and mm-hmm. a standard color like that is going to be the widest. You do as much as we love racing yellow or special right. colors. That's a, that's a small segment of people or is the take rate on those colors so high because that's just what's available or, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of now the dealers, uh, at least for two doors, uh, we've gone to several grand openings and they don't have any two doors mm-hmm. that on the, and it isn't like uh, 10 years ago when a lot yeah. was filled with, and 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I remember Porsche would come to us and say, uh, what would it take for Americans to order their Porsches and not buy them off the mm-hmm. showroom lot? Mm-hmm. And we said, well, you know, we're, we're, we're conditioned to drive to the dealer and we want to come home that night yeah. with a new car. Yeah. And the salespeople are trying to push yes. you to buy something, not to order something. Right. And it's now America. They, yeah, it's America. Yeah. But now they've gotten exactly. their wish because of supply. Right. They have to order these cars. So even when they're ordering these cars, they're still not ordering all these well, colors we, that are so we, awesome. We have we have to remember, and I forget who told us this, but Porsche, when I first came on to PCA, and it really opened my eyes when I met folks from Porsche, and they said, Porsche casts a much larger shadow than it actually is. And what does mm-hmm. that mean? Like as a car company, if you look at the volumes of other car companies out there and the volume that Porsche does, although they are doing amazing and, you know, large numbers compared to the 80s and 90s. But if you compare them to other car manufacturer, they're kind of tiny, mm-hmm. right? It's a and fraction. Absolutely. They're a fraction. And then when you, you know, as I, as May said, I was just in Stuttgart. They are still like in this whole ramp up mode and building buildings as fast as they can to get um to be able to get production levels up higher mm-hmm. but they are always going to be fighting an uphill battle mm-hmm. because they are so small but mm-hmm. this this you talked about it earlier is this demand and you know because they're so focused and and you know they carry their heritage and the cars are what they are i mean we're starting to sound too much like fans but it's just mm-hmm. the truth is you know demand over way over over uh supply you know and and that's always going to be the case and you know people forget that people think that they're like ford or gm just pump out more cars they're not they're not perfect i still complain about their cup holders and navigation (laughs) well this is true (laughs) they have taken notes i will say that but yeah no i do i i totally agree with you i think it's like you know it's just one of those deals also where you know uh, in order to sort of safeguard the the brand positioning and 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 all of that um you know the philosophy has always been one let one fewer car than the market demands and so um you know and and i and i would hate to ever see you know the brand that we covet to have so much Mm -hmm. supply and Mm -hmm. so much regular models that every person would have one like i mean i I feel that what makes it special is that you don't Mm -hmm. see a billion of them on the street and you know you know sometimes like when we go to the west coast and we see more porsches out there sometimes when we come back here i feel like it's more special mm-hmm. owning a porsche mm-hmm. in the east coast because you don't see them as much but say you're in la you kind of see them yeah. in every corner like I, I like the specialness of a porsche that's why i dreamt right. about it not everybody had one and right. you had this sort of secret thing that you're trying to to, to go after so anyways just getting so into I, I, i'm very happy that uh, our manufacturer we love comes out with these uh, special cars and to me it uh, knowing the people at uh, wysock and Stuttgart that it's uh enthusiast mm-hmm. you know, they're as mm-hmm. excited as we are that these cars when i was first given like a preview of the st i think like four years ago 
the person telling me was so excited that they were going to be coming out the special car, mm-hmm. and that makes you happy that uh, and it wasn't you <laughs> <laughs> that they uh-huh. were going to be uh, you know reviving this. Never uh, this gives old me. Name. Never gives me credit. No credit. <laughs> no, never ever gives me credit. So, um, how, you both sort of report under the department that Aisha mm-hmm. leads, right? So mm-hmm. it's experiential, and I think experiential. That's that's more marketing speak in the last, let's say, five five years or so. But that mm-hmm. has sort of been the motto of what PCA is all about and what Porsche is. I always thought it was experimental. Mm-hmm. I couldn't understand experimental it. Experimental marketing. <laughs> you you are. Sometimes it is, Manny. Manny is, Manny is experimental Sometimes for sure. Is, yeah. We are experiential. Uh-huh. Um, so so it's always been you know being part of the the community being part of the mm-hmm. brand it's all about experience but what does it mean for you all as that is now a full on fledged department mm-hmm. to support the brand Well I mean it's um it's important for us uh you know when I started my career at Porsche I actually started in the I'll say event marketing department mm-hmm. um and now we are the experiential marketing department and what that really means for us is that um, you know, we are hyper focused on not just creating an event, but creating something that's immersive, something that when customers come and they spend time with us and they interact with us and the brand that we're building an emotional connection with mm-hmm. them, right to the brand to our products, um, and that sort of thing. And, you know, that really is what it's all about, right? Whether you're an enthusiast, whether you're a customer, whatever it is, we want to evoke an emotion when you come and you spend time with us and, you know, whatever it is that we're doing around the country. Kathy and, and the rest of the, um, the rest of the team, they do a phenomenal job of, um, you know, doing all kinds of different activations around the country. And that's really what it's about. It's about mm-hmm. connecting and, and creating that emotional bond with And them. I think that's what separates our brand Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. other brands out there because you create this connection. Usually, you know, an owner will go to these events and then bring along a friend or a family Mm -hmm. member that may be part of another brand because they bought a nice car, but they didn't realize, wait a minute, not only did you buy a quote, nice car, but you've been kind of, now you're kind of thrust into this community of experiences and the lifestyle. And, you know, you go to Monterey and there's, there's activations that you can go to that, kind of people that can, other people can't mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it opens up all sorts of opportunities that that's that's what it's all about and and when we can share this passion and the cars with people and bring them over from other uh other brands i mean mm-hmm. that's that's pretty cool how, how many events do you do activations a year oh wow i mean we're probably doing if you include motorsport clubs mm-hmm. what we do in sports marketing uh what we do in in brand marketing i mean we're probably somewhere around i would say 30 or so uh in a year but they're you know for a team our size you talk mm-hmm. about the you know kind of the shadow that we cast right and um what we do as a team with the number of people that we have we, we've got um about 12 people on the experiential marketing team Mm -hmm. and they're responsible for doing everything that we do across the year. And that's why we know you so well because (laughs) all of these events, you're all at them. It's always the same people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I explained to someone who wanted to know why Rensport didn't happen every year. And I said, uh, well, I said, besides the fact that it would kill everyone, in right. I, said, uh, I said, we would no longer have a team. I, I explained to them, I said, they do stuff, they're very cyclical, and they do stuff 
you know, every year it's at certain, like Amelia, that we see, like Amelia and they mm-hmm. have their mm-hmm. promoting the new models that come out. And I said, and, you know, that's, they, their, their schedule's filled up with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right. you throw in Ren Sport and right. this is not like they had the summer off and now they got time to do something. Yeah. Right. This it's on top a, of everything yeah, else that we do. Pretty yeah. big, mm-hmm. um, wrench they throw into the works, right. even though they've done it before. It's still, uh, It'd be us, like us doing two parades in one year. Mm-hmm. Oh, if we yeah. were unreasonable. That, yeah, unreasonable. Like <laughs> full Absolutely. panic mode. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Well, you know, I was just thinking about what you were saying, and I think this is where the the shift in the change of the consumer market, right? Because the the younger buyers are more looking towards the brand and their values versus our, what are you going to sell me today? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and for it's sure. it's more, and that's why I think you know enthusiasts like the PCA. It makes sense for a brand like ours because the enthusiasts of the PCA, the clubs, the communities, they get it. They know what we stand for and, you know, everything that we've done. And I think this is the, the shift for the future too, right? Everything's a little bit more experiential. You mm-hmm. want an experience. You want to know what's out there, what the brands are doing, you know, and that's going to start to bleed over to several other departments. For example, you know, with the new Palm Springs mm-hmm. dealership that we had, um, is a, Gen 5, Gen 5, you guys yeah. were out there for parade. We no longer are calling them dealerships. We're now calling them Porsche centers mm-hmm. because it really is a very much an experience when you walk in there, a right? Destination. Yeah. Exactly. It's a destination. And so like, that's where I'm, that's what I mean when I say everything's kind of starting to bleed towards the other different departments because everything in, I mean, in itself, it's not just marketing that we do. It's all experiential. Yeah. So next week's podcast will summarize what I did in uh in germany last week but one of the things was i stopped so if you've been to the museum in the past five years or so there used to be a dealership across Mm -hmm. the street Mm -hmm. they've completely wiped that out and it's actually a new facility i believe it's for the paint shop again Mm -hmm. trying to increase productivity for um the facility but what they have done is in downtown stuttgart there's a i forget they call it a brand shop or brand yeah, it's uh, a studio. Um, brand it's, studio, yeah, like a brand sort. studio, yeah. kind of like a pop up. Yeah, yeah, it's like a mm-hmm. pop up. So I was like, I've never seen yeah. that. So we went yeah. down there. No, no cars in the showroom. No, no, there is. Yeah. There, there is two yeah. cars. There was a classic car, and then there was a. Um, and I'll show you pictures next week. Um, a new Cayenne, mm-hmm. but it was like an immersive. I know recently the Barbie movie was right. was put out. So uh-huh. it, like the inside of this pop up shop felt like. It was all colors and there was a Fuchs wheel mm-hmm. that was as probably 10 feet in diameter and just, it was artistic. It mm-hmm. was, it was definitely Instagram worthy. Yes. It wasn't large. Nobody was there to say, Hey, you need to buy this Cayenne right. because there was not a lot of cars, but people were there. Right. If you went in and said, Hey, this is cool. And can I buy a car? There was someone there, right? right. Like it's yeah. like the experience was yeah. first and foremost, selling you a car was if you were interested, yeah. we'll right. sell you a car. And you're going to start seeing this evolution of these experiential, you know, yeah. areas, um, in the next few yeah, years. Yeah. And I think for sure. customers nowadays too, um, Manny, Manny and I, when we're talking to friends that are looking at cars, mm-hmm. a lot of them have built their cars on the configurator. Like they know exactly what they exactly. want. They mm-hmm. don't necessarily need a dealer to yeah. kind of show them the way they know. Right. So a shop like that, you just go in and say, here's my build code. Mm-hmm. I'd like to buy that. And maybe there are a couple of things that they talk about, but it's a completely different transaction from, mm-hmm. I remember like as a kid, my dad would be like, yeah. oh, let's go to the, but I think that's because the, you know, the, um, premise of that location that that brand hub if you want to call it that brand pop-up 
is, you know, it's not maybe necessarily uh, selling mm-hmm. per se, mm-hmm. but more so providing um, a a place where anybody off the street can come in and have an interaction with us and have an experience with us, whether you're an owner or an enthusiast or just somebody that's passing by and says, oh, I want to check this out. And that's exactly what it was. Yeah. People were, were in there just taking photos of Porsche yeah. things. And, right. And yeah. what's cool, too, I don't know if you know this or not, but they actually refresh that every, uh, I don't know if it's monthly or if, if it's every couple of months or whatever, but they actually refresh the whole <laughs> entire face. space. So it changes <laughs> You're killing me. Yeah. You're killing me. So you're going to have, have to go, go back. back to Germany. Yeah. Uh, are you going to turn and burn that 10-foot diameter Fuchs wheel? Because I, I know a place right. where I can put it. Yeah. yeah. Not here. <laughs> Not here. <laughs> all right. Let's get into Rensport, mm-hmm. what uh, we are all excited for. Yes. And I know um, uh, with all of your regular duties of the year, but this is above and beyond. And right. Manny, we, we've been fortunate enough to attend past Rensports. And I think it's always told to us is you're never guaranteed that there will be another one. But thankfully, Run Sport 7 will be here in yes. September. Um, will it be the last one? Who knows? But we're going to go to this one. No, and- don't, don't get that yeah. rumor started. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But you don't know because it is such, yeah. I mean, the first one I went to was the same one that you went to was yep. at Daytona uh, number, run, three. number 3, which back then wasn't oh, really. You didn't do 2? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, 3 was my first one. And, um, it was an amazing event, but it has evolved and become bigger and just more legendary. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like how you guys name me, name me one other auto manufacturer that can pull this off of this size. No, that's it. I can't think of anything. uh, Even Harley Davidson, which is motorcycle, but I still, uh, challenge you to have a manufacturer based event. Yeah. Where it's four days of just mm-hmm. celebrating. Yeah. yeah. You, I can tell you, Toyota would sell a limb to be able to uh, get this kind of enthusiasm yeah, for, for one sure. brand. And you think back to number three, like where we started, right? Yeah. You, well, you and I started. And, um, I think, I think I heard that year they had maybe 2,000 people mm-hmm. that showed up. Yeah. And 2018, we had, yeah. we saw 80,000 people. Come Plus, through the racetrack, uh-huh. right? So, and this is know. why we can't do it every year. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. This is exactly why we can't yeah. do it every right. year. Yeah. So, it makes it special to not doing it every year. Absolutely, really yeah. special. Yeah. I mean, we have so many events that we do every year that we we enjoy and love, mm-hmm. uh, but knowing that uh, Rensport was coming mm-hmm. and it was something that uh, you know we've been talking about now for almost two years. Yeah. Of where is it going to be? Right. And what's it going to mm-hmm. be like? Mm-hmm. And and I've been telling everyone. You don't want to be reading about this event in September after it's happened. Going, oh, oh I, I should have gone, right? Yeah, because it's not like you can go next year, right? It's, um, being that the fact it's the 75th anniversary, mm-hmm. yeah, of Porsche mm-hmm. as an auto manufacturer, yeah, and 60 years of 911. It's like a trifecta. Oh my gosh, there's yeah. So, so here's the thing that I don't know many people understand. This is globally know that this is happening yes. yes however the event is actually managed by porsche cars north america correct and absolutely and we're uh, very very proud of that, that is oh, a yes. big big feather in your cap <laughs> um but I mean, AG, AG is involved you know goodwood level you well, know that, that's type of that's, event, that's right? what people asked me like because i did go to goodwood even though i only spent a day and it wasn't enough and it was rainy and stuff mm-hmm. they're like so how does it compare to Goodwood, and it's like you you can't compare them because Goodwood right. is multi mark. True, um, it's you know it's the infrastructure there is 
not as modern as say Laguna. I mean, was mm-hmm. it an amazing event? Absolutely. But you had to, to, to me, I, I equated Goodwood more to being, if you were to call Monterey car week, one event, like, mm-hmm. you know, you have Pebble, you have mm-hmm. works and you have, mm-hmm. you know, with all the different things right. going on. If you call that, if it was ran by one organization, Monterey car week, I said that would be probably the most equivalent to Goodwood, sure. but you can't compare Ren Sport to Goodwood, completely different. And as a Porsche enthusiast, Hands down, Rensport would oh, be the choice. Yes. But what what's the attendance at Goodwood? Do you know, uh, Goodwood Goodwood is not as as large as Rensport. Okay, so I think so on on, on their that, on on their heavy day, I think it's like sixty thousand. Yeah, I mean it's big. That's Don't get me wrong. That's a lot of people still. So, mm-hmm. but but here's the thing: is it's in the middle of nowhere with right. roads that you can barely get two nine elevens down, and you move, and it is very special. And I, you know. For all of our friends in GB, trust me, I know it's a very special event, and I hope mm-hmm. to get to the revival someday too. I've never been. I would love to. To go. Goodwood, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodwood. I would like to do the revival. I would like, yeah. So now hint, I kind of have, I kind of have a checklist for <laughs> you. Bring me along. Festival okay. speed, but I too would love to yeah. do I would revival. Pan- I would. I would dress as a Pan Am pilot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cosplay, cosplay. You, you won't get there that way. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. Um, you want to throw out some highlights that you can talk about for for Rensport? People, yeah, there's so much. You want to talk happening. about what you're working on, and I sure. can do some general highlights. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you know, uh, I've been fortunate to work with you and your team in planning uh, Rensport for our part of you know the event, and we're calling it Porsche Plots because it makes sense to call it Porsche Plots on the peninsula. On the peninsula, yeah, in peninsula. Years. Oh, it's not an island anymore. It's a peninsula. It's, it's, ne- it's never it's been never an been island. An island. I don't right, know right. Yeah, I just them. thought it's your own PPP. Oh. <laughs> We've got Porsche Park in the paddock there. We got the it is. Porsche, Porsche Plaza, Plaza in the peninsula. It is, yes. Wow. Doesn't that sound fancy? Yeah. Much fancier. Yeah. You heard right. it here first, Porsche That's Plaza. Right. Sorry, the peninsula. Yeah, we're going to confuse peninsula. everyone now. <laughs> well, you know, years ago, uh, they were calling it Cayman Island. And right. that was because they were launching the Caymans. Right. And so they were like, oh, we're just going to use this as the Cayman Corral, yeah. and so then they called it Cayman Island, and then I'm he- coming in this year, and I'm like, why are we still calling this Cayman Island? We're not putting any Caymans on there. And, and so. let's not forget, it's not an island. Correct, correct. Well, they do truck watering. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, it's still not an island. Right. It's, yeah. it's a little bo- yes. land that juts out into yes. the water, peninsula. which yes. is a peninsula. There you yes. go. There you go. <laughs> We're just right there next to the lake bed. Yeah. So uh, we have several things happening there. Um, we have our communities. We have our global communities check-in taking place. I know we've talked about that this is on a global scale. We have people from all over the world coming into Rensport. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you are a club member of any of these communities worldwide, you're welcome to come in and check in at our communities. Um, the So PCA will also be represented there. So you need to renew your membership. See, I'm putting a plug in for you. Or, you or, you need join, a, a or join, join a club. The club. Join a club. Renew your membership. Whatever you need. I believe you have Jim out there representing yeah. um, your your organization, and then also in our actual tent that we have, we Which have is much bigger than last year. Much last bigger. We yeah. increased the footprint. Indeed, yep. we have, and we have we have a lot of exciting things happening in there. Presentations. We, we have what's called the Porsche Plots Mini Stage. It's not the Porsche Park in the Paddock, but we will be having some special presentations. Um, I can't drop any names now, but I'll just, you know. We can say have drivers. Say, yes. Drivers, legends, drivers, legends, legends, legendary drivers. Legends yeah. and factory drivers, yes. hopefully. Sweet. And uh, we, we would just uh, 
let's just put it this way: if you're not there, you're really missing out yeah, because it's going to be. You definitely want to download the agenda. Yes. And make sure you don't miss. It's going to be on the uh, app. There's going to be app. App. correct. Right. Yep. Correct. The app's coming in a, just a couple of weeks. Yes. So yeah. we're yeah. we're close on that, and then of course the website will be updated and as be, well. Uh, two, at least two presentations everything. a day. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's my favorite part because mm-hmm. uh, I always say the cars are always going to be there. Right. But the people mm-hmm. who made the car legendary, and we're mm-hmm. talking drivers, engineers, Correct. personalities from, from Porsche, people you've read about, will be there. And some of my best memories are listening to these guys talk about these what was like to drive oh, yeah. back in the 60s, 70s, they 80s. They have the best stories. And, they, and they're unfiltered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we don't have the whole entire PR team maybe, there. Maybe so because we just... we're in a tent, we're not out in the public and like in the main paddock area. They feel like no one's really listening. And, yeah. uh, but they, it's very insightful about right. hearing, um, you know, just, just what it was like to race these cars. The golden ages. The right. Yeah. Yes. Right. It's, uh, yeah. it's like 45 minutes, but it goes by so fast. It and does. they take, uh, they take, um, questions from the audience. Mm-hmm. And once again, if you, uh, even if you don't know that much about Porsche history, uh, you'll you'll come out almost an expert by the time you've uh, finished Rensport. Fascinating to talk about for sure, right. or to talk with them. Sure. Yeah. And uh-huh. you know, it's fun about that is that we've actually sat down, went through the list, and we've paired them um, accordingly, where we know that it's just going to be a fun time uh, with those guys yeah. up on stage, just kind of talking about. Many and I, many and I think about how many wonderful stories and. Unfortunately, some some legendary drivers won't be a won't be with us this time, but we thought and you know we've heard some amazing stories. And back in the day, we wish we had recorded. Uh, but this, this time we are. This time we are, yeah, yeah. which is you know better late than never. Right. But yeah, it's uh, it's so special. And a lot of these legendary drivers, like when they leave Ren Sport, they kind of go back to like a normal life, mm-hmm. right? For they a lot do. of them. Yes. And so when they see us fans like they really light up and sometimes their significant others join them and they go oh my gosh i can't believe my favorite story (laughs) last time was richard atwood sir richard atwood sir yes the co-driver of hans herman won the first lamal for porsche in 1970 Uh, they came over and he came over with his wife and his wife takes me to the side and says uh Will there be anyone here listening to this (laughs) and i said oh yeah definitely i said the room's already half filled but there's more more people coming and she said well i told him no one's going to remember who you are Oh, contrary. Oh, contrary. Your husband's like a rock star. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And of course, by the end of the, um, the presentation, they gave him a standing ovation. Yeah. Wow. And uh, I looked and she was like beaming, you know. Yeah. I said, right. I told you they would remember but she was so uh, proud. Yeah. Who, who he was. But yeah, like you said, it's. I'm getting amazing. goosebumps just yeah. think, thinking about how yeah. that happened. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be about the ghost later on, but. Okay. <laughs> 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 but the, uh, yeah, it's, uh, that, and so we have that, but we also we have uh, even more going on. Oh, yeah. So we're really excited about this. So, you know, in 2018, we had about 80,000 people come out and mm. we hosted autograph sessions right by the main stage. Mm. And the autograph sessions are only open for about an hour, um, twice a day. And the line wraps around the track. Correct. <laughs> and you might not have the opportunity. You could be standing in line for maybe an hour and a half before the autograph session starts because people just don't want to miss the opportunity. Right. But now we're giving you an, another opportunity this year, and we are hosting an additional autograph station over at the Porsche Plots. So when if you couldn't make it over by the main stage to get an autograph, come over to Porsche Plots. We're going to have another um 
time frame、mm-hmm. for autograph sessions. So it's going to be another、awesome. hour twice a day. So we'll just kind of, you know, we're not going to do it at the same time because we want people to have the opportunity. If they can't go to one, they can go to the other. So、Perfect. every day、Perfect. during Rensport, we have two sessions a day. For autographs, for、wow. from legend and factory drivers. I love all of the the updates and the new things that are happening. You know,、mm-hmm. over in the club area、mm-hmm. this time around, there's a lot. You know, for、mm-hmm. people to actually get over there and see and do.、Right. Um, and Manny, I think we can't not talk about what's going on in the club area without you、yes. giving a little plug to some parade laps, maybe. Oh yeah, well, so Saturday and <laughs> aren't they、uh, sold out? Friday and、yeah. Saturday are sold out. Yeah.、Uh, so the parade laps are first thing in the morning. They're early. They are. PCA、early. members always come early, so I'm not. <laughs> they're I'm already worried about that. Um, and they're actually opening the gates. Yes, you're going to go in for a different、members. entrance,、yeah. and、uh, you'll you'll be、uh, bright and shining. These are the same people that show up at Worcester Union when it's still dark. Yes, <laughs> and we're trying to use our phone lights to see where we're going, and they're、uh, they're already with their headlights helping us、uh, illuminate the、uh, the golf course.、Um, yeah, so the parade laps.、Uh, It's, it may be a lap only, depending on how much traffic we're hoping the fog doesn't work against us. Right.、Uh, but you get a chance to be on the same track as these legend drivers are going to be、mm-hmm. on later on the day.、Um, other than weather, there's nothing that's going to delay us because before when we had it at lunchtime,、yeah. if there was an incident or we had、right. to clean something up on the track, that all ate up into our time.、Yeah. So、uh, being first thing in the morning, you get it done,、uh, you、Beautiful. get the cars parked, and you can enjoy the、uh, rest of the day with、right. the memories of having your car. Being driven on this world class track,、mm-hmm. and you don't need a helmet. It's all parade lap speed. So Roger Penske is not looking for his next factory no driver. For, no、They're、need for driving those, shoes. The seats are all filled. They don't need any more nine sixty three drivers. But just being in a lineup of several hundred, or each one is what one hundred twenty five, hundred one hundred twenty cars, one hundred twenty Porsches, line nose to tail,、mm-hmm. just taking a nice lap and seeing actually taking the time to see the scenery on the course. Like when you see it on TV and you follow like race car footage, like things are flying by so fast、mm-hmm. and you don't notice what's around it. Or when you get to the top of the corkscrew and you're going five miles an hour, and then you kind of look、mm-hmm. over your hood and you're like,、mm-hmm. "We're going down that." Like you don't see it at that、yeah. perspective in a race、right. to see it in a parade. So it's a lot of fun. No matter how many laps you get to do, it's totally it's, worth it. It's yeah.、Time. So that's、uh, yeah, that's a big、uh, thing that、uh, a lot of our members are looking forward to, and we're about halfway sold out for Thursday and Sunday. Like I said, Friday and Saturday、mm-hmm. are sold out.、Um, and then we're gonna have the PCA、uh, merchandise store, yeah, yeah. or trailer, I guess,、uh, right in the、uh, Porsche plots, and much like. Any type of、uh, marine sport merchandise, get it early. Yeah, I can yes, tell you from experience yes, yes. that stuff sells out,、mm-hmm. and then people are always complaining because they sold out and they don't. You know, they're not trying to come break take home thousands of shirts.、Mm-hmm. So they're、yeah. only making、right. as many as they think that that people will buy. Merchandising is one of the toughest things because you we don't have a crystal ball, right? right. And you only Porsche, have four days to sell. You only、stuff. have four days to sell, and once you you know it, it becomes a pumpkin after the event. So we are going to make enough to sell and not come home with stuff,、mm-hmm. but we're not going to make enough where we come home with the truckload full. So、mm-hmm. if you, you want to wear something that you can show off at the next、yep. PCA event that、mm-hmm. uh, everyone didn't get, go, get to it, get to、yeah. it early. And and I've seen the previews of the the merchandise and it's stunning, but more importantly, what I saw that was stunning. Was the volunteer shirts,、yes. and、uh, I know we have、uh, a good amount of volunteers already signed up for Rensport. We still have a few more slots that we need to fill, but one of, again, you'll have a great time. 
but the swag that you're going to get as a volunteer and the access you're going to get as a volunteer is Pretty worth snazzy. it worth it in itself and it's yeah, helping absolutely. you're helping uh members park in their uh in the corrals or you're helping on the Porsche Plots uh, Peninsula, mm-hmm. and uh, it's very—it's gonna it's, stick, man. It's gonna yeah. stick. <laughs> it's gonna—it's very easy. It's like a three or four hour shift yeah. that they do, but it goes by so fast because you're hanging yes. out with fellow people, right? And so sure. it's not anything strenuous. We're not telling you to clean up porta pots or anything like that. It's all uh, right, right. Pointing if you can point your finger, you can park. First. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, we will train. We will train. You will, and you know. Also, I just might say, while there's a ton of stuff going on in you know the PCA area. There is so much more at Rensport to see oh. and to do. So if you're thinking about attending and you know, you just haven't made your mind up yet, do it, do it, do it. There's nothing it to think about. It will be worth it. There's nothing to think about. I mean, just go. <laughs> Porsche Park in the Paddock is going to be filled with all kinds of acti- activity yeah. um, throughout the week. We're going to have uh, a movie screening um, and showing Transformers. Uh, so that's going to be really cool on Friday night. There's going to be surprise live uh, events, some incredible live performances <laughs> on Saturday night by some really well known. I can't, uh, we can't say who band. it is, but I will um, tell you. You need to be uh, there. Make sure to be there Friday night. Or not, should be Saturday be night there. for the Stop concert. Stop kicking me, Philip. Stop absolutely, kicking me. absolutely. I told my wife, I'm like, um, uh, we're going to plan to watch this concert. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah we're not going it's, anywhere. It's going to be pretty Find good, and uh, yeah, it's. Um, it will I be think incredible. it's going to be a It'll big be, party on the Saturday um, yes. night. Bigger, bigger than anything we've done before, that's for sure. Um, but there's also going to be the uh, the tractor races, so that's going to yes. be something to look forward to. Oh, and I heard have, that there's opening spots for drivers, and I kind of there are. I was going to raise my hand because it'd be great for PCA to be yeah. represented. <laughs> exactly, exactly. With Lou riding on the side with yeah. you. Um, <laughs> yes. Boo riding as passenger navigator. Um, Weight balance. That's exactly. the last time. That's the last time I have him pick you guys up at the airport. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the pit garages will have an incredible display of museum cars. You know, representing all the different decades and and periods. Um, we're gonna have the the corkscrew beer gardens. There's gonna be an entire activation up and, on the sports. And I think you're corkscrew. gonna have uh, shuttles helping you. There take. will be shuttles getting you up there. Yes. And once you I'm get good up for there, one time up to the corkscrew that, walking. Right? Well, yeah. <laughs> And once you get up there, you're going to want to stay because yeah. we've got a new beer garden up there um, sponsored by PFS. So I'm um, going to have a lot of fun up there. Uh, really, just a, a whole bunch of stuff that's happening. We'll have all the Transformer robots on display from the movie. So uh, there's really going to be a lot of stuff, a kid zone. So there's going to be mm-hmm. all kinds of yeah. stuff for people to do there, even if you are not a diehard racing fan. And that's that's what we talked about earlier. Is like I think the early Ren Sports were built mm-hmm. for true motorsports enthusiasts and you know it was amazing but for someone that wasn't so much invested yet into the porsche mm-hmm. brand or the lifestyle it was kind of intimidating kind of like too much motorsports for those people yeah. but i think what it's run sport has evolved into is like there's plenty for the hardcore enthusiasts mm-hmm. but then there's also an equal amount of fun things to do for people that Live more of the lifestyle and not necessarily into the Correct. racing, but they're going to come away with a much larger appreciation yeah. mm-hmm. of motorsports and of the Porsche history. And like the Porsche Museum, what I love about this event is everything is approachable. Like mm-hmm. the cars that you will have, I think it's the Tag Heuer tent or whatever, the, the yeah. cars that the are parked tent. under the historic tent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You literally just walk right up to them right. and you can put your nose, you don't touch them, obviously to be respectful, <laughs> yeah. but there's nothing roped off about them and, and the drivers, owners there, the owners are there. And you get incredible mm-hmm. stories about and these cars. I always right. tell people get there before nine 
If, oh, yeah. if you want to hear cold starts of a oh, 917 yes. right. or any of these vintage race cars, mm-hmm. because uh, at some point they got to start wearing them up. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. I've got so many videos from the last friend sport of how these, how it is, uh, you know, awakening mm-hmm. a 12 cylinder 917. Yeah. It's, it's the, one of the best spots is just to sit at pit entrance. Mm-hmm. And when the race groups go out and you, you don't have to go to the cars, the cars come to you. Right. And you just hear, you're just like, what the heck? Which this is going to be a lot of fun, you know? And, yeah. and we've even got, um, plenty of special announcements coming, you know? Mm-hmm. So, oh, um, oh, oh. Wanna, insider, insider alert. Yes. Insider alert. That. Insider it sounds alert. like four days is a lot, but there's so much going on yes. mm-hmm. that, uh, I don't think you're going to get bored. Even if you're a no. casual fan, there's just, uh, so I'm going so to put this out there and you guys will stay neutral. I know we've talked about ST mm-hmm. and, but if history repeats itself at Rensport, there's also typically a car or a few cars that have not been talked about that will debut. And I'm just talking to Manny about this one. <laughs> um, you guys are not listening or, or contributing to this conversation. They want to hear from them, not me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying if history repeats itself, Again, that's just one more reason to just yeah. go. Yeah. Like right? I said, there will be there will be plenty of surprises and, yes. and special announcements and and mm-hmm. things like that. Lots of new things to learn. Right. So um, it'll definitely be worth it. All right. So Robert, just because we have some housekeeping, I uh, just want to make sure that you click like, comment, subscribe. If you're not part, uh, signed up for eBreak News or Performance News or Mark Fresh News, just head to PCA.org and sign up. It's free to do so. And again, uh, for those of you that are watching on our YouTube channel, we're trying to get to that 100,000 subscriber mark and each and every one of you can help us get closer to our goal. We should at least maybe hit one or two news items before we sign off. And I knew this, this would go really quickly and hours <laughs> flown by, mm-hmm. but let's talk about the, um, what I think is the gorgeous Macan, the electric and how aggressive and cool it looks. Yeah. So they came out from some spy photos that they say virtually uncamouflaged. <laughs> looks so good. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. how true that is. Really good. Uh, it looks but so if good. it is, um, I, it, it looks good because it doesn't look like an electric car. No, that front grill is very yeah. much like a sport design. Yeah, it's uh, well, aggressive you, grill. Well, you and know, it, right? it's taking the design language from Taycan. Yeah. Right? Yep. So we see the kind of those. So we know that headlights. it's not going to be a, uh, cold turkey trans, Position, it's going to be uh, still two, gas. two power chains available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, and I think, um, but know. that will not be the case for Cayman boxers. Cayman boxers will be cold turkey. All of them, yes. Uh, from what I believe, and I'm not the blabbermouth, so <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think that's 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 been publicly said. That's not like I'm coming up with a secret. Okay, I'm, I think I, I, I think may have heard that too, but I but can't you know don't yeah really, yeah yeah don't 100 so, know until it happens. Exactly, but, things um, can always change. But the difference oh, I see yeah. with this car, and it's supposed to be the Macan, right? That's mm-hmm. the Macan. Look sure. at the look at the hood. Remember the unique thing about a Macan, of a Macan that you could tell was right. the headlights always surrounded the hood. It right, it's the shell. largest. Yeah. Piece. yeah, so now that's mm-hmm. been changed. Oh, oh. So, yeah. Well, you know there is an entire department that just works on solely camouflaging these vehicles. We should oh, have them. No. An entire <laughs> department. Yes. Yeah, but you'll like you said there. The, a lot of the the design language is you know sort of starting to shift, especially for battery electric vehicles in our you know in our arsenal uh, towards that you know Taycan look with the similar you know headlights and and that sort of thing. And so. the charger is in a rear. That's really the yeah. charger, not not camouflage. As usually, the charger is always in the front. In the front fender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's interesting. I don't know well, if that will be Well, you know, in case. my uh, I'm currently in a Cayenne E hybrid, uh-huh. and uh, my charger's in the back. It is mm-hmm. oh, okay. Well, you know, Manny Manny has said this from the beginning when you know EV started to kind of enter our world is if if any manufacturer is going to continue to make driving fun and making mm-hmm. it a keeping it a passionate vehicle, it's going to be Porsche no matter what the powertrain. And I know, or I assume that the um, dual offering of combustion engine and electrical uh, or electric uh, version of the Macans is because it's maybe a transition period, but I will mark it now uh, on this podcast. When people <laughs> drive the EV version and see the torque and power, and I think people that are buying those cars have the uh, ability to charge them at home. So it's not really going to be a mm-hmm. range anxiety mm-hmm. thing because the car will always be charged. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you're going to be like, why, why did I even worry whether or not I was going to miss combustion engine? Right. Because if you drive a car that's got instant torque, you know, it's true. tons it's of true. horsepower, less things to go wrong on it. Again, I'm starting to sound like I'm pro I mean, EV. I I'm like- not. I'm just saying I'm pro cool car, <laughs> regardless of the power. Right. Point, right. And that whole range anxiety topic, I mean, it it, it lasts it for like a week once you've got the car, right? Yeah. I mean, when you theoretically think about I leave my house every single day with a full tank of gas. Yeah. Right. You know. Well, and, and the thing is, well, what about when I travel across country? Um, how often do you do that, sir or right. madam? And, and if you do, the only car you they have, have yeah. Right. And if you do Probably it two not. or three times a year, there's. Yeah. The long trip right now is the, uh, yeah. yeah. Because you have to admit that the Tesla charging network is incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, in Electrify America leaves a lot to be desired. Mm-hmm. Um, and, they're, but they're still working that out. And to me, that's still the beginning of, uh, look, look how many times when the iPhone first came out, mm-hmm. you know, you carried a charger with you everywhere you went and you got to the you got yes. to the airport you look for outlets yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but now that the, every the, uh, seat in the airport has a, a outlet now. Yeah, but not yeah. only that but it's uh, they last longer too yes so, yeah. you know, exactly. it's like everything else and you know i've been using cd players because when i <laughs> when i became i went into Sorry. the job world cd players were a brand new thing you know <laughs> And, uh, and then people couldn't believe they're going to replace records because yeah. there were so many oh, records. Yeah. Yeah. And now you uh, talk to kids, they're like CDs. Now CDs are ancient yeah. and everything's oh, yeah. streaming. Yeah. It's, uh, or even what's an iPod yeah. or what's an MP3. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So uh, iPods aren't cool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So again, we talked about uh, if you're interested in registering to be a volunteer at Runsport Reunion, you can do so at Motorsports Reg. Uh, open house is also coming up, so you can register. I believe we have a few more slots available. September 9th is uh, the event, and um, we host about 600 people at headquarters here. It's a fun event. Barbecue. Yes, please register. It's free. You, it's free, but you but, have to register yeah, because so the, uh, they decide. We decide to put the wristbands for people who get the free lunch because we're uh yeah we're reaching capacity you don't want to be like oh i I always just showed up yeah don't just show (laughs) up and it's not because we don't want you it's just that we have to you know keep things order and Mm -hmm. understand you know there is such a thing as too many people planned right Mm -hmm. yeah exactly um parade laps manny talked about uh anything else before we sign off this howard thank you so much you guys for coming and i hope you enjoyed we did a little nickel tour of PCA National Headquarters. I can't believe it's been taking this long for you I two know. to come up. I can't believe this what, what is did our you, first What did visit. you think? What did you think of headquarters? You know, it's so interesting because when we pulled up and the building is, you know, the 
the red brick on the outside, my first thought was that was a post office. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, we were going for that. Lower I mean, lower. Is that <laughs> just discreet in the in the back of the the driveway? I think it's amazing what you guys have done to your space here, and I can't believe that you guys continue to expand. And I I know you need to expand some we more. Do. And it's it's mm-hmm. amazing how much you guys have grown and we were talking about how you know when you first started at PCA you had just a little conference room and no desk no nope. you know my lap- any my, my, resources I didn't even have a laptop I had a I had a computer that was on the conference room table Yeah <laughs> <laughs> And if I wanted to transfer files I had to save it to a floppy and then oh actually give it to someone <laughs> I have not heard the word floppy, uh, <laughs> right. floppy disk in floppy disk. a long time. A long time. <laughs> floppy right. disk in a right. long time. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, but from my side, just want to say I also can't believe it's taken me, you know, this long to get up here to see you guys. But um, the the office is incredible. Loved the tour and, yeah. and being here. But um, more importantly, just want to say, you know, thank you to PCA for yeah. everything that you guys do for us. We love supporting you. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, a lot of times. It is the, you know, it's the club members and our customers and enthusiasts that really, I think, inspire us on the event side to do the things that we do on a daily basis. And is what keeps us going when, you know, we're having to push hard and grind to, you know, to get things done. So we, right. we appreciate your support and, mm-hmm. you know, we love being part of what you do and we love having you being a part of what we do. And our success goes hand in hand with the relationship that we right. have with you all the things that we have access to the things that you give heads up and you know you often invite us to the table for you know our members opinions on certain things that are coming down the road there's other car clubs out there that i belong to um that aren't fortunate to have a relationship with a manufacturer like we have with you and we we um we don't take it for granted and uh we are we feel very blessed that we have that and it's uh i can't wait there's there's stuff that with my recent trip to Germany and there's more. Like that's all yeah. I can say is like, and yes. there's more. And for those of you that are worried maybe about what the future is like for Porsche mm-hmm. and PCA for that matter, yeah, it's don't still, be. don't be. There's it's nothing to worry about. There's still some yeah. really cool stuff coming ahead. It's and Manny's strong. going, yep. God, why won't Vu tell me? <laughs> <laughs> I have my sources. <laughs> yeah, my sources. <laughs> All right, folks. So thanks for listening. If you aren't currently a PCA member and you own a Porsche, what are you waiting for? Grab that VIN, uh, head to PCA.org, and we'll set you up. If you're looking for your first Porsche, we also have the test drive program. Again, www.pca.org, and we'll set you up. Remember to follow our podcast, Instagram page, behind-the-scenes photos and videos, Porsche Club Insider, all one word. Email us if you have a question, podcast at pca.org. Remember all the newsletters. It is free to join. Until next time, stay safe, and we'll catch you down the road.